This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Episode is the fourth kind. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata and I am your gracious host. Alongside me, the cartographic, photographic, photogenic, cartogenic, completely mappy, extremely circumcised Justin Waddell. How's it going, Justin? Are you gracious? You always say that. You're gracious host. Are you a gracious host? I- I'd say you are. I'm not. Well, g- give me a self um, review. Did you I- think you, I'm you know, barely hanging on? Well, the thing that's... is, I- I'm gracious because I am. You know, I, I refresh, uh, you know, the message boards. I mean, I think people have podcasts that aren't very listened to. I think we're we're part of a, uh, a majority, don't you think? I, the thing is that people do listen to it. Yeah, some beautiful people do listen to it. And then forget to remind us that they're out there. It's okay. They don't have to. I mean, life's tough. I don't have to send us a message about a podcast. When we make jokes about Tom Hanks getting laid, I want to know. I want people to know. So, yeah, we were making fun of the end of Castaway last uh, podcast episode, and we kept calling the actress super hot, or at least I did. And then I found out that she passed away a few years ago. It died fairly young. She was an artist. I think she was a poet, I think, or something. Anyway. That's a disappointing ending to that, our, our little joke there. Doesn't change anything about what we were talking about. It doesn't, but at the same time, She's gone. I, don't want that, I don't want that ending, you know. I also find I found out a sad thing about this movie we're doing today. What's that? They, it that exists. They made it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they actually is an actor that died from this as well. Which one? Uh, the son. What? Yeah, the young guy. The, young, the, son, the son that hates his mom in this. Jesus Christ. I, Ronnie? Like, ha- half of my notes are making fun of that kid. <laughs> he died last year. He's a, he was an environmental activist. He died unexpectedly very young. Uh, I'm going to have to cross out a lot of notes. Were you, did you comment on his big, uh, his big uh, sweater that he was wearing at one point? No. That's what, that was my big zoom on him. So, uh, anything interesting going on out there for you, sir? Of course. Two, 2021, what isn't interesting? You know, I don't know if we are allowed to zoom in real hard here, but it's Valentine's Day today, Nick. Yeah. And I know it's one of your favorite days of the year. Oh, yeah, man. Can you think back? Has there ever been a Valentine's Day that you and I didn't, in the last 20 years, that you and I didn't touch base? No. No, I think it's important that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's such a dumb something, you know. You're my sweetheart, I'd say, in a lot of ways. Every time I, like, uh, every time waiting I hear see... It, waiting to hear it back. Oh yeah, I mean that's obvious. You're mine, but every time I watch a zombie flick, I'm I'm thinking about you being my sweetheart. 
It's not nice. <laughs> Do you ever get into the, the the Valentine's Day candy, like the conversation hearts, any of that stuff? Yep, yep. You like those? Uh, yeah. I remember, do you remember those naughty ones that they would make? Mm. And you go in high school and some guy would have them and you spread them around and everybody have a laugh. Yeah. Like what? Give me some messages. Like, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember them. I mean, they're probably something like, you know, like wet dick or something like, like you give somebody a little heart that says wet dick on it, you know? <laughs> or, I don't uh, think that, did they get that graphic? That's not even graphic. I thought they would just say like penis or something. On it, I don't you know? think so. I think it's like, uh. I want pieces of me dripping like tomorrow. Is it is it one of the messages that wraps around from back to front, and then the one that wraps around from back to front? Could, it could say, "I want to wrap around from back to front." Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, we should get into that business and to, and to create Valentine's little candies with messages like, uh, "I want to be your first last time," <laughs> or like uh, you know, I got one. I, you know, I, I thought of one the other day that might be appropriate. Are you? dodging covid or will you will you will you dodge covid with me right that would be more appropriate yeah or just covid you know yeah just like a little candy that says covid what if that's how you that's how you got it Mm -hmm. or maybe what if that's how you beat it you know everybody takes a covid pill every morning and it's anybody has anybody created covid candies i don't think so is that a thing yet no i actually was thinking about Getting really rich, and going in there with the Gideons, mm. and 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 doing just a quick page one rewrite of the Bible, <laughs> and I'm only changing one part. Yeah. It's creating a commandment which says, "Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife." <laughs> that's a that's a is that like number eight? What is that? What what I, what what's the number on that one? I don't. I think it's in the in the lower five, like five or lower. I think. I don't think it's top five. I don't think it's a hot five. I okay. think it's in the lower half. Right. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And um, yeah, thou shalt not. My my wife was uh, recounting those to my kids the other day, and I said those need an update. A little sexist. You well, know. and I and I and well, it sucks because the pre the preacher or the minister or whatever at it, at the service has to read that out to the kids and go, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. And then he has to go, in quotes, like, that means fuck. You know, it's like, that means fuck. And that's, that's going to throw those kids into a tailspin. What about co- coveting the neighbor's husband? That's fine. Yeah. We, is this not written in there? That's yeah. fine. Yeah, you could, you could covet thy neighbor's pellet grill. Covet's not a word you hear too much anymore. You know? I disagree. You hear that a lot? Oh my gosh! When court issued me a covet and desist. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Think people covet our podcast? <laughs> yeah, they covet it up in their feed. That. <laughs> yeah. Anything? Uh, getting excited? Getting excited about the Snyder Cut? <laughs> um, I'm gonna walk into Supercuts and ask for that. I'm gonna give me the Snyder Cut. You mean the douche look? Um, you know, the trailer's fine. I saw you get excited about it a little bit today on social media. I can't share in your enthusiasm. I, I think it looks okay. I mean, I'll watch it. I don't mean to brag, but did you see they brought Leto in there? So you know it's good. Yeah, they gave him a long hair. Ugh. They ruined his legendary Suicide Squad look. Yeah. His uh, Ed Hardy Joker look, or whatever he was rocking. More like Ed Grimsley. 
Sucks. Yeah, you know, they brought Leto in there. Um, they got Batman in yellow. Well, he's wearing like army gear or something. Yeah, that was in the original version too. Hmm. He's, um, Snyder went, went R for this. Do you think he went hard R? Yeah, yeah. They've got like a close up of dick holes, like crazy stuff going on. If, like I told you a long time ago, I said, if I can't see Cyborg in an R rated movie, I'm not watching. Yep. You know, so I guess Snyder heard my pleas. So you, do you bow to the altar? No, I mean, Sucker Punch is one of my least favorite movies of all time. <clears throat> because you can't say a bad thing about Snyder on old Twitter. You get his his uh, fans come in and attack you. Not I like me. It. I mean, I, I could say anything. No one would care. But, you know, it's a slippery slope. It's kind of nice to see overwhelming, sometimes blind positivity towards mm-hmm. something. You know, it's a change of pace. Usually there's a, a pack mentality and it feeds negativity. At least it's feeding positivity. He's only made incredible, unimpeachable films. Like, right. Just across the board, A pluses. Mm-hmm. Never a mistake. Right. Always delivers. Does he have writers? Like, what is? What's the writing process for his movies? Does he do it? He's uh, unfortunately he's worked a little bit too much with David Goyer over the years. But Goyer is uh, tatted up. I'll give him that. I saw it. I saw he. Yeah, he's showing off. He's wearing the short sleeve, showing off his tats. What do you think? A new tat for every uh, movie a studio interferes with i think he's basically just trying to compete with us you know goyer maybe goyer had you know took him down that road took him to the tattoo shop because goyer's arms are loaded he got sleeves well that's what i'm talking about i thought you were you're talking about snyder snyder got tats on his arms too oh, yeah. I, okay i was talking about goyer the whole time no no snyder i saw some uh he's got some tats wonder what his tats are i'm sure he's got one for his daughter Little death, little death to start off our, this editable portion of our podcast. This super edited, going to be edited out portion of our podcast. You can't uh, edit beauty. That's 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 what that's what Zack Snyder says. We're living. Yeah. We got to live like he does. Just so, as off the top of your head, what movie? Like, if you had a choice of throwing yourself into any movie right now, what would it be? And Fourth Kind is up there. Yeah. How about you? I think it's like something that's really safe and clean and. Free of you know interruptions and distractions. Larry Crown, singing about it. <laughs> I don't know. Are you trying to make a Larry Crown joke? I was thinking about foisting that on you as a future episode recently. I don't know, maybe murder at sixteen hundred. Swimming pool. The walrus. The walrus. Or tusk. Tusk. Oh God. That's what it's called. Well, you, that movie's born out of a podcast. I wonder if do you think they'd ever greenlight a movie based on our podcast, like something that came out because we have some wild tales that we tell on yeah, this like, thing. Yeah, like Wet Wedding would be a good movie. It'd have to be at least PG thirteen. That's the problem. <laughs> Wet Wedding. How old is Wet Wedding at this point? Two thousand and six, maybe. Seriously, we're mere babes. So that, but that's from the Chud Show. This is the movie Microscope, and if you want to know what that is, it's the show where we zoom in. We watch a film through cathartic, catalytic eyes and stare into the cause until we are penetrated by our own thoughts. And we whisk ourselves like butter into a, into a malaise where we share our ideas, ingest a movie, and then have it filter through our, our loins all wet and s- super. And then we share with the likes of you. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking about shadow conspiracy, we want to talk about the scene where Charlie Sheen goes under the knife for some rigorous testing to discover if the insectoid inside him is his buddy. <laughs> we talk about the little moments. What is a shadow conspiracy? I don't even remember it. You don't remember that? 
Is it a long time ago? It has to be. Well, he was starring in it, so yeah. But that was like that was that was kind of his murder at sixteen hundred. That's where he lost me. I think it's like that. That may be the first Charlie Sheen movie I didn't see in the theater. And he, there was no alien involved, right? Like this. Is no, it's. Else. I think it's a political thriller. But it was it was billed as a real movie in theaters and stuff like that. You think that uh, old Charlie Sheen was on his best behavior during that shoot? I'd like to think so. Me too. He's great. Well, I, I mean, he, about that. He's good with women. Takes care of himself. I don't know what you're talking about. Somehow not canceled, Charlie Sheen. Sort of. He's not. You think he's sort of canceled? I, I think mean, he can still be appear in things and still be in commercials and stuff. He's not canceled. I love. I still love the fact that Emilio is clean as a whistle, and he is unofficially canceled, but not by the moral the moral police, but by filmmaking. Do you think when Martin Sheen has a decision to make and it's like, should I do this or that? Should I do bad or good? Charlie Sheen pops up on one shoulder, Emilia on the other. No, I think you know, it's like, more like Rene Estevez pops on one shoulder and Ramon Estevez pops on the other shoulder. And those are the, the real names? Yeah. that's No, those are other, other, other kids. There's other Sheens? Yeah. Other Ram- Estevezes? Ramon and Rene. Younger, older? They're in the same zone. I never heard of these guys. How have you not been privy of the of the entirety of the Sheen Empire? Did they go into acting or no? Yeah. Rene has okay. a small part in Cadence as a receptionist. What the f- <laughs> What a Zoom. Unexpected Zoom. What? Who what's Cadence? It's a great movie. Yeah? It's uh is it directed by Martin? And it's about, uh, I think Charlie's a star, and it's about people in prison who kind of, uh, they're part of like a prison cr- gang, and they kind of, it's an inspirational story about how they kind of bond. And he threw his, his unheard of son a bone, plays uh, a receptionist? I think a daughter, Renee. Oh, Renee. Cutie. I mean, cute if you think Martin Sheen with a vagina is hot. <laughs> you don't need to answer that. We know. I didn't realize that... Um... Martin Sheen was so prolific in the sack. Oh, my God, yeah. In more ways than one, you know what I'm saying? I'm not just talking about... Anyway, he had four kids? Oh, at least. I don't, same I, same, uh, same no, wife? I, I, think he shared, I think he shared bladders. I, I think there's other bodies he's made it in. Um, I think it's time to break out the internet. I think it's time to break out the internet, Justin. Just Google, how many times has Martin Sheen reproduced... I'm just gonna say I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Google and say I'm gonna go Martin Sheen's nut. How effective? I had no idea that he was just populating the earth. I just named his entire brood from Four. rote memory. Yeah, Four's not bad. Renee is an actress and a screenwriter. She is efficiently six, 53 years old right now. Yeah, and she she has a few. She has quite a few credits. Guess what she yeah. was in. Shadow Conspiracy, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, was she really? And Ramon is a robust 57. So well, she's the gotta, baby. He <clears throat> might be older than Charles. How old's Charlie? He can't be that old. Charlie's 55. How'd you, yeah, right off the bat. Charlie's 55 and Emilio is 58. That guy's killing it at 58. You're looking good, too. Yeah, I love him. Um, oh, what a cutie. Oh, this Renee... Uh, Estevez is. She was really cute, yeah. She's yeah, still doing it? She's still out there? Yeah, she's making it count. Okay, I, I got to tell you this. Shadow mm-hmm. Conspiracy. I, 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 okay, this may be... 
It was George P. Cosmatos' last film. Starred in this order on the poster. He directed Tombstone. Yeah, and Rambo and others. Uh, in order on the poster. Charlie Sheen, Donald mm. Sutherland, Linda Hamilton. Also features Sam Waterston, Stephen Lang, and Ben Gazzara. Episode 191. <laughs> You're going to say 195, and then you wanted to do it sooner, it sounds like. Yes, Paul Gleason in this. Terry O'Quinn in this. Gore Vidal in this. Gore Vidal? Nick Turturro in this. Oh, Nicholas Turturro. Let's be formal, please. I mean, you think about Hollywood family royalty. You got the Estevez clan. You got the Turturro clan represented. The Vidals. Yeah. You got. How many? Can I ask? I mean, the Sutherland, the Sutherland, and for a while, the the Linda Hamilton duo of alive twins. How many times did Gore Vidal get in it? Uh, Oh, you mean how many times did he make it? Make it count? How many does he have kids? Is he? He's gone. I think he might have. Was he gay? I, I can't remember. He was uh, definitely not. Well, maybe at the end he was. Does he have kids? Well, I don't think he had kids. He's it, he's with a lot of ladies, but the last one on the list was Howard Austin. Oh well, and I yeah okay so of course he was yeah we there was. He had a longtime companion, but he had a lot of lady loves too. Gore Vidal was an interesting character. Yep. Uh, kind of a nice guy, like solid. Solid. To Gore fellow. Vidal. Yeah. He said, "I remember one of his his last things he said was, uh, um, I hope they cast me in Shadow Conspiracy. I'd love to. I'd love to top this career off with the right move.'" Um, so I typed Gore Vidal children and it said, are you fucking nuts? Okay. So solved. That's a great first name. Um, hey, uh, Bob, uh, how you doing? Uh, my name is, my, my name is Gore. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Is that short for Gordon? Nah. I think, uh, I think it would be cool if, um, if he was gay and he was able to legally marry, he died in 2012. So mm-hmm. questionable. But if he was legally able to marry, and he married famous cosmetologist Vidal Sassoon, we could, we could experience Vidal Vidal in this. That would be awesome, yeah. I have, to, I have to read a little bit more about him. I know he was a, an intellectual, obviously a bit of a thespian. thespian. But the, you know, we zoomed in hard. He did not produce. Did not, did not produce a child, an heir. Knew his way around the written word. Knew his way around the groin. A little bit of an author. A little bit? I know he wrote. Is that his main gig? Yeah. What did he do? Was he an essayist, novelist? I yeah, can't remember. all those things. A lot of political essays and whatnot. I know he's in politics. This is the podcast of equivalent of watching monkeys trying to solve a Rubik's Cube. My man, Gore Vidal. He's, more, he's a little bit interesting. Born 1925. Zoom in. So, what today's movie, ladies and gentlemen, is the fourth kind. We know you've been waiting. You've been begging. Happy 12th, Nick. Happy 12th anniversary. Is that when the movie came out? 2009. Remember, you told me that you wanted to make sure we remember the 12th anniversary of the fourth kind. Yeah, and this is a movie that I I think, you know, I know a lot of people have been celebrating it lately. And it was, I think it was one of the top COVID movies of last year. Did it make a COVID list? Yeah. Yeah. The quarantine watch list. Well, they were trying to compare films to the disease. 
<laughs> uh, why don't you give us a little background on this one? Do you know? Well, I mean, it's it's the first feature film by the protege of one Joe Carnahan, Olatunde Asusanmi. I I respect your bravery. I looked at, on YouTube to pronounce his you know a way to pronounce his name. He's very successful filmmaker he, he does a lot of tv work he's i think he's a uh, producer on um star trek discovery right now anyway he uh nobody said his name in any of the clips i saw except he, s- he says it in the movie somebody calls him tunde does he say it in the movie yeah, i know they, he's in it as himself yeah. but does he say his name yeah and okay. what a performance by the way <laughs> um so it's a film about uh how nome alaska is an epicenter of uh, really fucked up abductions and fucked up, really fucked up therapy. Uh, Nome, Alaska, N-O-M-E, right? Not G-N-O-M-E, unfortunately. Thank you. That's a super zoom. Thank you. So here's a film. Should have been IMAXed. Um, so, it's, yeah, it's... It's a, it's a pseudo-documentary, which is the worst genre. Well, it, it wants to be... It had a little bit of a... has a wants to be a little Blair Witchy, right? It play with the idea that... This might be, this could be, and it is, quote, you know, hey guys, based on fact mm-hmm. or based on thing on, on true happenings in Nome, Alaska. And how do they do that? How do they realize that in this film? Badly. <laughs> but what they do is they have uh, the star of the movie is Mila Jovovich. Um, Mia Jovovich, as she says it- on the uh, at the beginning of the film. Is it really Mia? Mia Mia Jovovich. So from now on, that is how we pronounce her. Is that how she says her name? I mean, yeah. there's no way I'll get it right. Anyway, Mia uh, introduces herself as a person that's going to be playing a real person in this movie. The real Abigail Tyler, Dr. Abigail Tyler, who experienced these things. And they cut to the real, quote-unquote, Abigail Tyler in black-and-white camcorder footage. And it is an actress. You know, they immediately kind of try to mix reality with fiction, but both the, both things are fiction. Right. <laughs> and it kills the story. It kills the movie in such a huge way. You know, they should just make the fucking movie. You know, instead that they are constantly cutting to these real therapy sessions where they'll have the side-by-side scenes playing out. For no reason. <laughs> Well, it could have been a real. Re- it could have. It could have worked if it was real footage, I guess. But it's and I not. like how they got. They the one thing I'll say they were good about is you know like Hollywood recasting. They always get a a person who's a lot more charismatic than the real person typically. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one they got Mia Jovovich to play the real the movie version of the fake reel and they got an actress who's probably not hideous but they made her look like she had been run over by the same truck that ran over john hawks in miami vice <laughs> so, so they cut to the real dr abigail tyler who gives a she looks like alan moore <laughs> she gives i mean what can only be described i guess as a dreadful performance <laughs> a, but a shrill Shrill, dreadful, batshit, gross well, she just, performance. She's just following the director's direction, I'm sure. But anyway, it's kind of like a just a haunted. She's trying to project like that she's haunted. Anyway, but then they make her up like she's in Night of the Living Dead. Like they put like this 
pancake, I, 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 like I, makeup I, I, on. I said Alan Moore. Everybody heard it. <laughs> they heard Alan Moore. They know exactly what she looks like now. So it, you know, just to fuck with this, they cast some of our favorites in this. So I like, I like me, me. I can't pronounce her name, obviously, but I like her. Um, Elias Coteus in this. Elias Coteus. <sighs> I knew I was gonna fuck it up. Will Patton. Will Patton is in this. <laughs> yeah. Will and the, Patton. And, and the guy who played that agent in Hellboy. Like Corey yes. Johnson or whatever I think his name is. Yeah, he's in everything. Corey Johnson, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Will Patton's thinking, how did I end up in another Mothman? It's very, like... Was he in that one? Patton? Yeah, he's in Mothman Prophecy. Oh, I think about Contez. Okay, yeah, yeah. And he, it's just, <laughs> it's like style over substance, right? Uh, but it's at the same time, like Mothman Prophecies is actually kind of good, I think. Yeah, it's funny because like he goes through all of his uh, audiobook voices in this film. <laughs> yeah, Will Patton's a big audiobook guy. Yeah, he's, he does a lot of Stephen King, but it's so funny because normally he, he, he gives a performance in a movie and it's a performance mm-hmm. that's consistent. In this, he goes through his entire repertoire of of audiobook voices he's got some insane lines in this i love it like he's a sheriff he's sheriff his name is sheriff august mm-hmm. it's his first name right august mm-hmm. my zoom in by the way yeah i was born in september okay just wanted to let you know all right you is that not appropriate zoom that you were born anyways in yeah yeah um i didn't mean to uh get too deep so far but anyway sheriff right. august is this is like a, him and elias are like scully in this movie yeah, yeah they don't believe a word that dr abigail tyler's slinging yeah well well then way, way to insult scully from afar <laughs> uh and will Patton at one point later in the movie says if you touch that doorknob i'll arrest you you touch a doorknob so <clears throat> why don't you I, kick us off it kicks well, us off i will off. tell you i was reading i yeah. did some research for this and i was reading uh, an interview with elias Coteus that was done at the sundance festival and he said mm-hmm. that the fourth kind is his favorite movie that he or anyone else has ever done <laughs> yep <laughs> he did not say that he said it with 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 his his eyes, I, I was it was a silent interview, but I was reading it. His expression told me that that's what he was thinking. He looks bored throughout. There's an alien presence in town, and he he looks like he's late for coffee. Yeah, he's like, uh, did anybody make a... anyway? You know, so, did you notice? Did you notice anything about Elias in this movie? He's amazing. He's amazing, but there's something I noticed about him that I've never noticed before, and I think it may be his secret sauce. Okay, he has no lips. Well, that's Zoom. He has zero lips. He has his mouth looks like the gills of a shark. Like there is, there's just a hole in a face that air gets in and out of. There is nothing to kiss. He's he's leaving no smudges on windshields. He kisses the windshield. It looks like a a butterfly landed for a second. He's known for it. I on IMDb it says known for no lips. I think it's a secret, honestly. He looks like the Iron Giant. I mean, he's fucking amazing. He's got a, just a fucking gill slit for a mouther. <laughs> Wearing his... At one point, um, Kateas and Khaki's in this. 
That's one of my favorite Neil Diamond songs. I just couldn't believe it. I, I don't think I ever saw him in Slacks. Money talks. <laughs> you can't sing and dance, but it won't. Well, as long as I can be you and me. Could tell us in khakis. <laughs> it took you a minute to get there. I forgot the song. It's been like 20 years. You got the vibe? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he plays a therapist in this movie. And at the beginning, he's um, doing a little hypnotism on our Dr. Abigail Tyler asking her to recount a traumatic experience she had. Um, and he, he drops hypnotism on her before 10 a.m., mm-hmm. which is, <clears throat> I don't know, surprising to me. But she drops pretty easily into this hypnotic state and starts recounting a lovemaking session <laughs> with her husband. And he has <laughs> asked her to describe it. And she says, it was so nice. And he's like, more detail. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I, I was cleaning the inside of my knee when he shot himself. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> so anyway, she starts to scream. She starts to scream, and Kateus at first is like, "That's that's lovely detail," but he realizes it's not an orgasmic scream; it's a horrified scream. Yeah, and um. Her husband's getting alien stabbed beside her in this right. in this uh, this remembrance. He's getting stabbed in the chest like kind of a basic instinct type thing. And then she wakes up and and he's like, "Can we go back under and then maybe go back a few minutes?" Yeah, cuz he has he's just finished unbuckling. <laughs> but I love how in this movie people go into hypnotism instantly in every single scene. I can't go to sleep if I'm exhausted. It's so these guys are <laughs> Oh, okay, they sit. They they've just sat down on the couch. They just met this guy in five seconds. I'm going to count to five, and you'll be dead asleep. One, mm-hmm. two, three, and the people are gone. Now, if that's how hypnotism yeah. works, sign my ass up. Well, have you ever been? Have you ever um, dabbled in? Tried to hypnotize somebody, or have you ever been hypnotized? I've dabbled in the dark arts. If that's what mm-hmm. you're wondering, you know, like I, yeah, I shredded out somebody. <laughs> I tried to self hypnotized myself once by swinging a like a watch a pocket watch in front of my eyes yeah i don't think it worked yeah did you enter any kind of fugue state during this when you're watching this movie i did i did yeah yeah i wanted to watch almost famous (laughs) (laughs) so anyway she immediately is flying a plane to alaska blew me away she's piloting a like a two-engine plane and you're like oh she's a pilot pilot but then she drops into work she's now the therapist hypnotizing other people that have had yeah. uh, these inexplicable things happen to them she lives in Nome Alaska I'm tired of films taking place at Nome so the reason that this it does take place in Nome Alaska is because it's a real place and they actually had a series of disappearances they're not alien related allegedly but, yeah but um the town did not like this movie. They thought they it was kind of preying upon their tragedy. Yeah, I normally that'd be a problem, but it's gnome. I mean, yeah. so nobody really noticed. The mayor said the the movie didn't even look like where they live. They didn't film it there. Obviously, yeah, they filmed it in Vancouver. Did they? Mm-hmm. So yeah, she flies a plane, and I was instantly like, pretty badass, you know. Mm-hmm. I thought she was a pilot or something, or I didn't realize that she was a 
a therapist. Why was she out of town anyway? Did they ever explain what she was doing? She was seeing her therapist, Elias Coteus. And he's just not in town? She just has to fly to him? Yeah, he, he lives someplace desirable, and so she said, oh, I'll see Anchorage, you. right? He lives yeah. in Anchorage. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's a little bit of a luxury, mm-hmm. <clears throat> have an out-of-town therapist. It's a luxury to be able to afford a plane and be able to just fly to and fro. That plane never comes back up. I know. There's this scene later on in the movie where there there's, like, this vista, like... Right after she goes under house arrest and and the whole disappearance Mm. thing with the daughter happens, there's a shot of it's a a plane shot going over the mountains and all this. And I I was about to get violently angry saying, like, she's under house arrest. How is she flying her plane? But nope, it's Mm. just they decided to show some scenery right there. (laughs) So this is a woman with a dead husband, but they have two small children, you know, and she's a she's a widow, uh, widower, obviously. And she has two small kids and her daughter Super blind. Is blind. Yeah, super blind. And why is she blind? Well, we don't know. She has conversion disorder. We know. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, she went nuts when the dad got abducted, suicided. Whatever happened. Either that or she pissed off David Keith, one of the two. <clears throat> yeah. And so she's blind as a bat, and then the son is a little older, and he's mad at his mom. Yeah. Because she's all full of like these weird maybe conspiracy theories about why the dad is dead and i look at these kids and then i look at mia jovovich and i'm like what did daddy what happened what's what's daddy like what daddy look like yeah well daddy looks like twice because he's he is uh he's casted the dead actors cast and then he appears in fake real footage right and then he mm-hmm. looks he's in fake fake footage and he's in fake real footage mm-hmm. yes yeah. and he doesn't so, but, but he looks like he doesn't look like the the companion that would create the two kids that look like those two kids. I'm about to freak you out. What are all these people that she is kind of interviewing and, and trying to help? What is the common thread? What do uh, they all see? Well, they all wear like lumberjack shirts. <laughs> oh yes, lots of plaid. Lots of plaid. What do they all see? What, what are they? What's the what's the the unifying vision? A barn owl, man, or like a snow owl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And they Which, say it's an owl. It's an owl. It's not a normal looking owl. But then they always cut to a normal looking owl. Can I right? zoom in? Mm-hmm. I was looking at some owls today. Were you? Chattahoochee Nature Center with the kids. Oh, I, yeah, it's kind of by me. It's real close to you. And mm-hmm. they had. The, I was looking at that owl, and I was thinking about the movie I just saw. I wanted to kill that owl. <laughs> it's not an owl, Nick. Oh, it's an extra trust what their minds were doing their, their minds were turning the terrestrials into an owl because they their brains couldn't fathom what they were seeing right they had to they had to try to put it into reality now this is based on actual th- theories out there that there's an there's an owl motif in some extraterrestrial sightings believe it or not i think that might have come from this good because it's fucking dumb <laughs> so apparently by I the way you know who's fucking Amazing with owls. Mm-mm. Zack Snyder killed it. <laughs> you talking about the Gahul? Yeah. What is it called? What's the full title? Guardian Legend of the Guardians: The Owls of Gahul. Did you just get it first try? Incredible. Saw that in the theater. Mm-hmm. Fuck man, this, I hope they release the Snyder cut of that. 
I can hear know. every bit of that rubbing on your arm, by the way. Like deep You time. can? ASMR, man. I can hear it hard. Jesus. My mic is great. Um, yeah, <clears throat> no, it's just, now you mentioned earlier that the son, the kid who played the son passed away. It's unfortunate. Allow me to he rip did. him for a while. Cause in he, this movie, he was a young actor. Was in, his name was Raphael Coleman. appeared in Nanny McPhee as well. Hmm. But he turned it. He turned into a bit of an environmental activist, and then died fairly young. I think yeah. at twenty five. He's a super douche in this, and drops a super truth bomb at the dinner table. He does. Yeah. What does he say? He says he, he he rips he rips his mom for forgetting what his game is. Yeah. And his dad would so remember. Dad never forgot. Yeah, so dad, dad never forgot. He, he throws that guilt rocket onto his mom, and then she's like, "Well, he ain't here. He's gone." He got killed yeah. by allegedly an alien. Got an alien stabbed. By the way, so yeah, so Mia, uh, there's a lot of this weird shit where there's audio tapes and all this and that. There's a pretty bad scene. I, I know I need to narrow that down, but there's a scene where she's in her bedroom listening to a tape of her husband. Yeah, I know. She's got the wiki feet alert, barefoot. <laughs> Did you notice? There's bare feet during her abduction scene, too. Oh my god! Big silhouette, big silhouette of her toes. Um, but uh, the daughter walks in the room. Mm-hmm. I remember. Listen to the tape, and she goes, "Is that daddy?" Well, she is blind. She's blind, but she ain't dumb. Well, she I understands mean, life and death. Dad's been gone a while. So yeah. she. So I hated. I hated that. It's like she comes in. Is that daddy? No, it's a tape. Because your daddy's well, I mean, fucking alien dead. She's a young actress, and she's a young kid in this, and she's allowed to ask those kind of questions about the world. She doesn't have to know the rules. She can have some wishful thinking enter into her speech. This is an incorrect criticism by you, and I reject it. Well, I, I, I am kind of stupid because later on, there's a mm. uh, somebody's listened to a tape of Mia, Mia Jovovich's confessions, and the daughter says, is that mommy... And they say no, but she manages to go breastfeed off that tape. So who's the idiot? Me. So uh, there's a mini recorder in this. <clears throat> I've been pricing those out um, on eBay. You can get them for fairly cheap, you know, old cassette kinds. But those are kind of a hot commodity, actually. On Amazon, man, if you want to get a brand new one, that costs like four hundred, five hundred dollars. Yeah. My son is rummaging through mine trying to get them for me because they're so valuable. <clears throat> mine, are, I have two that are broke, and I have a lot of stuff on there. I have some uh, old uh, pieces of songs I used to write when I was a youngster. I like to hear those. I bet they're magic. Uh huh. I'll probably turn them. You and I could probably form one. Why not? Let's just you and I. We'll do a band now. You got eleven bands. Let's make a twelve. What do you just think? One for every year that the fourth kind has been on the planet. <laughs> I like when they cut to the real, quote-unquote, real Dr. Abigail Tyler, and she is always being interviewed, and she's like, Then I saw an owl at the window. Like, that everything she delivers. eerily effective impersonation <laughs> of that diarrhea's diarrhea. Everything that she does is in that tone. I tried to turn my head. Like, he was, I think the director's like, slower. More shrill. We gotta make it to ninety minutes. There are, there are eleven sperm still alive in me. 
More shrill. You think she was shrill? She is, oh my gosh, so difficult to hear. I think she just has a kind of a wispy voice because the director's telling her to act haunted and to act possessed. And she's doing her best. One of her patients has a, a, a super outburst during one of their sessions. Yeah, it kicks a lamp. Knocks shit the over, table. and they and I don't understand really why they have to keep going back and forth between the fake real and the real fake. They show it twice, like they show him really kicking the lamp, it's and like, then oh, okay, yeah, so I get it. Lamp. I get it. They both kick. Okay, I'm glad I saw both because I wouldn't have believed it otherwise. And then that guy has a rough go. He has a rough time, and he is not happy. And there's this thing that happens when people, you know, people are really having an alien moment because they suck their breath in mm-hmm. real quick. You know, they suck mm-hmm. their breath in. That's when you know they're having a real hard one living it. So um, I got to ask. Well, she, yeah, so she, put, she, goes and she puts them under hypno, and then they immediately really can't describe what's happening. They just start to freak out all the time. And then she, she's like, can you tell me anything? And they see an owl, and then they're screaming, and then she tries to wake them up. That's how all this goes. And then they wake up, and then when they remember, they have retention of the horror, but they can't verbalize it. But she, but she doesn't have the balls to try to pry. She says, "Well, next time, after you, yeah. after you, family annihilate, maybe we can talk about it." She's trying to stretch that session out to get more money. I mean, she needs to feed the fam. You know what I'm saying? She needs to, you know, she needs to fuel the plane. Is what she needs. And then, and then he's like, "I need to go feed my fam in a different way." <laughs> is he a, I'm bringing home uh, bullet salad takeout. <laughs> is, is he a good gun owner? <laughs> he, uh, the best is so. He freaks out. The wife calls, you know, Will Patton, and then Will Patton calls Abigail Tyler and says, "Get down to this hostage station, uh, hostage situation." And they outfit her with a bulletproof vest so she can watch him kill his family. Yeah, and we get to watch um, the fake killing of the real, and we get to watch the real fakes mm-hmm. of the killing real fake. It's not cool. No, I didn't say it's cool. I said we get to watch them. I don't want to see it at all, let alone twice. And then Will well, Patton gets well, mad. We actually don't see the the dramat, dra, dramatized version of it, of the of the actual killings. We do see it. No, we only the see black the, and we, white. Yeah, we see the fakes, but we don't see the real actor reels. That no, we scene, don't. we don't get to see Hellboy actor <clears throat> physically murder. But they die, and she is mm-hmm. just like, "Whoo, that was strange." And so Will Patton like takes her to the box and he's like interrogates her. He's like, "Why did they kill? Uh, why did that guy kill his family after you put him in hip, under hypnosis?" And he's real mad about it. And she's trying to like say, "I didn't mean for him to do that." And then she gets defensive about it. I like because it was funny because I was half paying attention because the movie is a night terror, <laughs> and uh, he says it's the worst murder in the history of gnome. And I heard gnome. I was like, "Oh my god." This is the wor- I, I got excited about where the movie was going to take me from here on. I thought we were going to watch like Twiddler and Fiddly Ass like fight each other, and you know, like I wanted to see some some in- tiny individuals. Well, I don't know how tall Will Patton is. How how do you think he's a tall man? He's I, not. I doubt it. He's not. But uh, he's salt of the earth. I think he's five six. Let's guess Will Patton's height. Nick, how tall do you think he is? Five nine, or I'll eat my hat. I'm going to go five seven. No. My original guess is 5'6". I'm going to go 5'7". Five, 5'9". Seven. Five, or bust. You really? I don't know where you're going to find this out. I'm just Googling what kind of, Patton height. What, what kind of sad service? <gasps> He's the perfect height. He's the magical height. It's 5'10"? Yep. 
You're closer. This what? Ha- this, you, know how I'm, you know how I'm going to remember it? Will Pat 10 is 510. That's how I'm going to remember it. Just say it over and over again before I go to sleep tonight. So that way I won't get it wrong ever again. And he's probably rounding up. I'll be fucking damned, though. If you go to CelebrityHeights.com, he's 5'9". Mm, so I thought. This is a controversial thing now, isn't it? Interesting. So that would make me right, by the way. Yeah. And now underneath that, it says 5'8". So he's shrinking as we talk. <laughs> All right. Let's have some fun. All right. Um, let's guess some heights. Um, well, uh, actors are typically pretty small. Pretty All short. Right. All right. Uh, let's just go off weird. Um, what do you think Gregory Hines is? Was because he's he's dead. I say you know he's he dan- say he's s- dancing background six. I say six two. Six two or six as well. Six two. Guess what he is? What six? Yes. How right, you name one? Toe for prayer hands. Dude, I fucking hate myself. <laughs> let's just watch the beginning of Ocean's Eleven a little bit ago. Well, wait, wait. So then what... I'm going to say... I haven't looked. I'm going to say 5'11". I think he's kind of tall. I, I'm going to say 6. 5'11", to the nipple. Jesus. Oh, my God. I'm going to go uh, Arnold Vosloo. 6 straight. I'm going to go 5'8 on him. I just typed Arnold Vosloo because I just want to see Holy him. shit. It's going to blow you away. He's 6'2". Wesley Snipes? He's got to be shorter than 6 foot. Uh, Wesley Snipes. I'm going to say he's 5'10". Five, 5'9". Five, Nice. Like you're pretty good at this. Gore Vidal. <laughs> uh, Gore Vidal. I'm going to say Gore Vidal was 5'8". None. <laughs> what? They have, they, have height, they have his height officially as none. <laughs> He's none height. He's none high. 5'11 <laughs> and a half, it says on uh, IMDb. All right, Nelson De La Rosa. Who's that? Just guess his height. <laughs> uh, seven foot six. Two foot four. <laughs> oh, is it the guy from Island of Dr. Moreau? <laughs> is it him? Yes. His name was Nelson? Yeah. They should call him Half Nelson. Oh, my God. It's fucking Nelson. Great. So did you notice... He's on Twitter? He's on Spectral Twitter. He's on Heaven Twitter. There, it'd be great. He showed up to Heaven. They're like, no room. Um, Let's get back so to the movie. Do you notice how many dirty lens shots there are in this movie? There's a, they cut to the, they cut to these scenes where there's bright lights shining at you, and the mm-hmm. lens are dirty. It looks awful. I mean, I think the director really went for you know, a certain style here. He really tried to make up for the lack of script with a lot of um, flourishes. You know, like the split screen. The there's some quite there's a number of kind of pretty shots in this. But Are they after the just... end credits? Because, <laughs> but he got a, quite a good cast. They were try- and, and this wasn't the script like a blacklist script. It actually did make money. It, it was like, a blacklist kind of script a that everybody hated. That seriously, the funny thing is, is like uh, the producers are like, "Wait, we're hiring Mia Jovovich for acting. She's here to no. she's she's in a sweater and talks throughout the movie." She's um, not a bad actress, I don't think. She she hates she rips herself like as an actor, and I don't think she's that bad. You know, like her, you know, like her performance as Lilu. Oh, I don't like that movie at all. But and I didn't like The Messenger. That was, I guess, her her big dramatic Oscar type thing. But well, it didn't get good reviews. It's a Luke Besson, right? Yeah, I I don't hate her. I just I, I don't. You hire her because she's a good action hero and because she's 
attractive, but you don't hire us because you wanted to talk about how stressful it is to get probed. Well, that's not. I, 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 you stand corrected. They did hire her to do exactly that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, you know, she this this movie kind of cycles through this these uh, therapy sessions where they all end poorly. So the next therapy session, same thing happens. The guy goes under with his wife is there. He goes under. By the way, you notice he starts notice anything about the wife? What? She looks like the Earth X Rose Byrne. Oh, okay. And. Uh, he starts to talk about owls, of course. Of course. Get geez. that out of the way. Yep. And then he starts screaming, and then he goes home. He's like, you know what? I'm out. Not before puking in her uh, vase. That's right. And then Amelia gets her a, a very a nice um, improvised line, I thought, in that scene. What is it? She says, did you get an owl out? When he throws <laughs> Um, but he th- he does throw up quite a bit in her, on her carpet. Nobody seems that concerned about it. Uh, are you as anal retentive about on-screen vomit as I am? You don't like to see it, huh? No, I, I hate vomit, but no, I hate yeah. I hate when somebody obviously is carrying stuff around in their mouth and then mm-hmm. shoves it out. That is not throwing up, and it, it bothers me in a movie. It could be Ben-Hur yeah. or like Lawrence of Arabia. He pukes bad, I'm out. I want... I want Authentic puking if you're going to have to have that horrible shit in there. I think that there are some instances of that in Super Troopers. There was real throw up in that. Real projectile vomit, I believe. So, I mean, I guess get your wish if, if you want to go back and see some real vomit. I don't want to see real vomit. I just want it to feel... I want to feel like they rigged somebody up to do it. I don't want to I don't want to task the actor with carrying food around and then sh- boringly making it fall out into a vase. And they always kind of just drop it out of their mouth. Like, right? it's yeah. Just, it's like... Yeah. I... I Maybe we should go into vomit acting school, like teach people how to puke. Yeah, maybe. That's the whole situation when you start throwing up, because sometimes you're you're losing. You're you're not just throwing up. You're you got some diarrhea going on. Do you know what I'm saying? There's a whole mess. Happening. I don't. I don't know what you're saying. It's not coming out. You know, like it's just it's not it's not pretty. You know, you're just you're wet. You're yeah. You wet. You're, you pee yourself. Yeah. You, bleed. Yeah. Your shoes are coming off. Mm-hmm. You yeah. start to undress. Your hair. I got to get naked for this. I got to get naked before I throw up. Your, your hair starts and then you blowing. Kind of, you 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 kind of kneel down as if in prayer on your heap of clothes before and you, you don't yeah. do this. And your eyes projectile cry. But um, the guy before he vomits, he does, or afterwards, he does say something very interesting about the aliens. What's he say? He said, aliens smell like putrid cinnamon. Oh, I, I wrote putrid cinnamon down, which I thought would have been a great name for this movie. He does zoom quite hard. I was not expecting to, that the aliens not only smelled like cinnamon, but they smelled like cinnamon gone bad. Right, which I didn't know was possible. Um, yeah, And that's just, that sucks. He says it as a bad thing, but top five crayon for me. Putrid cinnamon. And Amelia's like, could you be more specific? Actually, cross that out. That's that's pretty Perfect. specific. By the way, the funny thing was, I was smoking a cinnamon hookah when I when that scene happened today. Did you, were you really? Yep. Cinnamon and but vanilla. not putrid. No, it was what do, you, what do you think? Was it cinnamon like with like a fart in it? Like what's putrid cinnamon? That's what I want to know. It's like cinnamon. Uh, you're like it's like cinnamon with the uh, actress who plays the real version of Mia. <laughs> so Kateus. Did I say his running wrong? Kateus? Yeah. Yep. He gives, whenever that description's being leveled at the rest of the actors, he's given nothing. 
He's just like he's unmoved, right, by the description of these uh, pungent aliens. So, because you know, he doesn't believe it. He doesn't believe what's happening. He doesn't believe that there are actual aliens or weird things happening. By the way, the worst. Uh, first of all, one another awful scene, but also you want to talk about who's the laziest person in this film? Who's got the worst work ethic in the film? Will Patton? Nope. The girl responsible for transcribing Mia's tapes, because she <laughs> checks out. She checks out after hearing a tape. Of of Mia's and I, I and I she, was she gets freaked out. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but she 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 tosses it down. And says you do your own goddamn tape. And I so and she because she was so harrowed by it. And it's so funny because she, right. she Mia's going to play it back and she has to leave the room. because This girl doesn't want to hear it ever again. So I'm getting psyched mm-hmm. up. I'm like fuck yeah, it's about to get dirty in this. Yeah. Instead but we hear just... instead by a um, great scream, a great scream mm-hmm. from Mia or whoever does the screaming in this. Some Sumerian creature noises. That's right. Sumerian's up in this. Yep. Yeah, it wasn't Greek, by the way. That's a line I think Ateus says. It wasn't Greek. It wasn't Latin. This ancient Sumerian, so, which is the oldest mm-hmm. trick in the book. Those aliens were around way back in the day. Yeah. In the land. They allude to the, the Sumerians creating the Jesus story, the Ark. All sorts of crazy shit. Yeah, they they show uh, some art artwork, some statues with some rocket ships on them. Remember, they they're kind of yep. showing that they don't really look like too much like rocket ships. But you know, whatever. I think that they say in this movie the aliens had square ships. How do you feel about cool. the hat Elias wears in this film? I mean, beautiful. It's amazing, and he's carried it through many of his films. He that's a look that he did. Does he shouldn't be allowed to? He's you not... know, like him to cover up that uh, beautiful bald pate of his. I, I I don't. Those hats are dumb. He looks great in them. He looks great because it's him. So I love that, first of all, his hat sucks. But I, I do love the fact that um, they, they throw in this weird operatic music when they're trying to really kick ass with the, with making you feel. Yeah. It's a bad look for this. Well, whenever Amelia's listening to herself freak out on those tapes, the director does something very interesting. He zooms in on her ear to let you know he, she's listening. And then he <laughs> zooms in on the recorder to let you know he's, it's playing. That is pretty good. And then he zooms in on his assistant director and says, what do we do in this fucking scene? I don't know what to do. I just don't want to just show her. The guy's like, fucking zoom in on our ear. Yeah, it works. Zoom in on his, his hat. Yes. Yeah, zoom in on the <laughs> catering truck because I am outie. And then Kateas, he does this to her. He says, do you honestly believe you were forcibly removed from your bedroom from members of an alien race? That's yep. what he said. Yep. You think he practiced that line in front of a mirror? His significant other was... On the toilet, he's like, "Let me, let me, let me test this out on you," Mister Katea says to his significant other as they chat, and uh, <laughs> the the bunghole closed, what the fuck? tightened up. <laughs> so it's house call time because they get uh, the wife of the guy that was just in the office. He she calls and said, "Hey, this guy's being fucking weird at home." <laughs> So they run to. Do we have to get to this? clearance for quoting the film in its entirety? <laughs> so they run over there, and the guy they put it. Of course, they immediately hypnotize this bedridden dude. He's like bedridden. He's like in bed, sick. Hypnotize him. He proceeds to like it's exorcist time. He, he levitates a little bit and breaks his back, his neck. Of course like he, he does. Yeah. He gets wide mouth. He gets alien he wide gets mouth. Very wide. Yeah. Back. He has a big old like Elias was jealous as nuts. But and, uh, the camera always yeah, then, goes shitty whenever something interesting is about to happen. It does. And 
he does get give us an epic O face. Right. This guy. Like it is. He's a British actor, this air this actor. His name's uh I wrote it down. Enzo Salente, Salente maybe? Okay. He shows up all the time, this guy. He he he's known for his O face in this. <laughs> and he uh breaks his this this is what's so confusing is they they're hypnotized to remember what happened. They see an owl and then they're somewhat possessed. Is there like some kind of alien defense mechanism that goes off if people try to probe what happened? That must be what's going on, right? Well, there's a lot of mind control and there's a lot of rewriting their memory banks and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. I didn't know that they could remote control their holes because that guy's yeah he can he can eat like a big old big old food. Yeah. He can eat a big food now. And Patton's pissed. Like, Will Patton's sheriff character's pissed. He tries to arrest her for hypno crimes, hypno- hypnosis crimes. And he realizes that that's a, t- that's a tall order, so he just asks her to stay put under house arrest. Well, the funny thing is, though, he's sort of right, because she sucks. Like, well, she, I, she should she stop hypnotizing people. Because she's yeah. doing it for her own purposes to solve her husband's mm-hmm. situation. So she's really, she's creating a lot of distress with her curiosity. Maybe just leave it alone. Let Gnome be fucked. But don't don't yeah. start setting people off, you know. It's a great title for this movie. Let no one be fucked. <laughs> but they, uh, yeah. So there's also an, they they go to this author too. Remember, like the scientist. He starts coming around helping them a little bit. Doesn't matter. But you know things are going wrong. And then the guy that's watching over the house sees like in, like aliens <laughs> so above the house. The daughter goes missing. This is kind of getting toward the end of the film. Thank God. And. Uh, you know, then I think... That's Ashley. Ashley, the daughter, goes missing. And I think, you know, after all this stuff happens, Mia agrees to be <laughs> under hypnosis again. And then her life goes to shit. Like, she starts to have... Like, she gets uh, crippled from that. And But then and, this and, time we get to see what happens aboard the ship. Briefly. I mean, mm-hmm. barely. We see, a, we see a drill. We, we you know, we yeah. don't... We know it's not good. We know it's not good what's going on. Yeah, the aliens aren't friendly in this. So then we get the, at least we get this layout, which I never heard before. The, there's a list of encounters. The first kind is when you see a UFO. The second kind, when you see evidence of it, which is like crop circles and like they say radiation. Third kind is when you make contact. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth kind, the name of the movie, is when the aliens abduct you. Right. And then the fifth kind is like when you befriend the alien. Yeah, like and the sixth kind. Is when I think you know what the sixth kind is. Yeah, that's what that's when you guys are on a moped together. Seventh kind, target run, and then eight and nine go back to back. Um, mm-hmm. Sex facing each other, sex facing away from each other, and then the, finally the tenth kind. Yeah, you alien murder. You murder the alien, then you cover up your crime. You try to hide it from Johnny Law, and then there's the ten point five crime where you wear the body of the alien. As a mm-hmm. as a as decor at the Kentucky Derby, right, right. <laughs> yeah, you hang you hang an alien, a stuffed alien carcass. I'll have another that. mint julep, Blanche. Oh my goodness, is that a woman wear an alien on her person? <laughs> hurry, 10.5. hurry, get Millicent. Is that his alien junk hanging out over her shoulder? <laughs> I missed the race because I'm looking at that gray dick. Oh, the horse that won is gray alien dick. <laughs> I'll be dipped in buttermilk, motherfucker. 
Are you are you doing like a like a southern with a wind voice? <laughs> sort of, yeah. Southern gentleman. Yeah, so the kid gets killed, gets taken away. The Sumerians say the Sumerians basically say we're not bringing her back. She's done. You know, and she's like, you know, she's upset about her daughter. She's holding her daughter's stuffed animal. The August, the sheriff takes her son away from her, and then it just kind of ends with a wheelchair reveal <laughs> that they pull back, and Doctor Abigail Tyler, who's been going, then I saw the owls. Like she, they reveal that she's crippled by her. <laughs> hypnotism session and um that's the big reveal and then the actors come out and say the end and then and we... then after they say the end then there's uh what happened to who to whom at the end like over the clouds right <laughs> big winners yeah. in this are the boy who got the hell out of dodge mm-hmm. estranged from mom other big winner was the daughter who got out of dodge super out of dodge mm-hmm. but yeah Ridiculous, but the good thing is it's all fake. No, the, they actually revealed the name of the town as an acronym. Oh, the end. What is that? Stands for not on my extraterrestrial. She should have known, Nick. <laughs> she should have known. I love that they. And then there's this line that they. I never looked it up, but there's this line. I thought it that meant never st- obey mom's expectations. That's right. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. There's this this thing that the guy says before he kills his whole family. He says, "Aim a bit." Tear or something. Amber, but he keeps saying it, and he's like, "What does it mean?" You know, no one knows because it's Sumerian. Sounds like aim better, and he did. <laughs> he did. He's a good shot. Yeah. Well, she was point blank face. He caught himself. He he got himself too. And the kids. You think the cops congratulated themselves for job well job well done there? They saved no one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, th- these aliens are tripping in this. What? Who do they think they are? I mean, I mean, other than uh, some slight criticisms, I think this is a pretty great movie. Yeah. A funny thing is, is I, I could understand why aliens hate our, our species if the, if they're ab- abducting Abigail. And that's their, you know, they're like, they're hearing her voice up in the caverns up in space. And yeah. Right. They're, they're like wishing they didn't have ear holes. Like they're like bludgeoning themselves with objects in the head just to get her voice out of their mind. Why did they ever think that owls would be creepy? Like what, what is, who decided that that's, the owls are going to be creepy enough, a substitute for aliens. Like, because they never show the aliens in this, but they show a lot of close ups of owl eyes. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, every once in a while I see blur- a blurred figure running that's supposed to be the alien or something. But do you find owls terrifying or no. eerie at all? No, they're awesome. Adorable, to be honest. I mean, they're predators and they got that weird neck. They're beautiful. They do like a 360. Really, really cool creatures. I, I would have I was craving some hardcore alien attack like I wanted to see some vicious aliens in this and I get and tired of, I get tired of the Blair Witch mentality where they where they hold it back uh, but I'll give this the Sumerian aliens they keep their word because well, they how, said how they're so? not giving the daughter back and they don't they don't they don't they want to keep her yeah you think um because Amelia she does try to leave town she does try to get her kids and leave the worry she, like the worrying of that that drill in the spacecraft like the 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 metallic whirring and the freaking like different like tools of the trade, all those whirring. Tr- oh, you're not in a spaceship. You're in a tattoo parlor. Oh my oh, gosh! I thought you were in a spaceship, but no, it's been it's a tattoo parlor meant to look like the alien abduction room. And you look up, and the last satisfied customer is just waltzed out. Now it's your turn. Mm-hmm. Now it's your turn to go in there to the chair and get your body adorned with the inks of of time and space. I'm considering a full body tap for this one. Yeah, Let's I don't see. blame you. I don't blame you. Oh, I would do okay. I just get a uh, 
photoreal picture, you know, photoreal image of Elias Cateus's face with that. I don't know if you noticed, but at the beginning of the movie, he's got a little wayward hair. I didn't notice. Sticking off the side of his head because he says he's an actor that just is all natural. Like he just goes for it. He's got that. And so I do that little wayward hair sticking up and then on balanced on that little wayward hair as if it was a branch, like a mini little tiny owl, you know, that's everybody would know that I'm paying homage. That's pretty great. To the fourth kind. So I, mine's kind of meta and a little bit mean spirited. So Mm -hmm. I show the aliens on my, on my body in my tat. Mm-hmm. Like the movie neglected the audience. I don't. So what I do is I have two aliens that are making weird faces. Like they're making gross weird faces at the little girl mm-hmm. on their on their plane. Just like she's standing right in front of her making the worst faces at her. She can't see him. That's what I'm saying. Do you even think she knows she's abducted? She's blind. She doesn't really know what's going the on. The aliens she are going she's <laughs> school. She goes, Dad? Dad, did you suddenly become a slimy Sumerian? Maybe Ashley's up there taking... She's doing the work that no one else on Earth could. She's extending an olive branch and befriending these... Uh, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, she's yeah, facing the wall, so they're... Mission unaccomplished. I think... I think, it I takes think her ten, she feels her on the spaceship. It takes her 10 years, but she realizes she's in a square ship. That's her big accomplishment. Yeah. It'd be funny if the, I know that we're going to talk about a stinger, but it'd be funny if the movie did end with the stinger of like the aliens are so tired of trying to take care of, they just kick her out the ship from like a million feet in the sky. Tired of it. Goodbye. And she's falling. She's like, Uncle, is that you? Because her uncle made a whooshing sound. All right. So I think at some point, I wonder if you would recover from that since it's a mental issue. That you're not, you're blind from like a mental problem. I wonder if you recover. What if she does recover aboard that ship? And then stabs her eyes immediately. Uh, so, hey, look, you found yourself inserted into the running time of the fourth kind. <laughs> what shape does your performance take? So, I'm a skeptic. I don't mm-hmm. believe in aliens. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm on the spaceship. <laughs> That's your whole character. <laughs> I'm like stonewalling these bitches. I ain't buying it. <laughs> I am um, Doctor Ankleford Slatherly, Cute. and I'm Abigail Tyler's mentor. I taught her hypnotism. Okay, and I go into hiding. <laughs> <laughs> I run from society and live in the hills because I had no idea that. It could go this bad. <laughs> How's everything in Gnome? Well, uh, your protege has been putting people under, and they've all been dying and murdering themselves and each other. Other than that, is anything else? Yeah. So that's what I would do. I'd, yeah. That's me. And, and, and what was your name? Dr. Ankleford Slathery? You got it. Got it. Yeah, you did it. All right. Nice. So, uh, hey, look. The funds have hit the account. You've been... Grace with the ability to make a sequel to the fourth kind. Mm-hmm. What kind of story are you telling there? I mean, I would, it would just take all board the ship with Ashley. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's called the fourth blind. <laughs> <laughs> but she just about her exploits in space. I mean, I don't. Are do you think that they're they're hovering above the Earth with her aboard? Or are they taking her to? I think they're jet setting. You think they're out of here, huh? They're done with Earth, and they found their prize, and they're just absconding with no, her. They I mean, don't probably... Get- they come back, obviously. They visited before and to and fro, but I think 
they probably go to their they go out there and they I'd like to think that they can move around pretty quick in their square ships. Well, we think we always call it abducting people, like you know, aliens abducted. But do, they, do you think they consider it more like fishing? Like, what? Do, how do they? How are they framing it? That's true. Shopping. It's sort of a compliment if they send you back. Oh, this one's not big enough. This one's in good shape. Yeah. Not fat. So you think it's like fishing a little bit? I don't. No, I think it's. I think it's true on it. I think I'd like to think that aliens do exist. I like to think that they do abduct, and I like to think that they do do terrible things to people. <laughs> Just to be clearer. <laughs> These are all things I want to be real. I was so terrified of aliens when I was a kid. I was so terrified when I was a kid that I'm still a little spooked by aliens these days. Yeah. I mean, the idea, I mean, because there's no way to keep them from doing it. If they want, they get, you know? They got a 100% track record. Yeah. Aliens never said, oh, that guy went, you know, he went into a, a woodshed. I lost him. No. I will yeah. morph through that wall and grab his entire body, you know? <laughs> yeah. They'd have a hard time with me. They'd have to get the whole crew down there to lift me up. No, I think they know. what they would do is no. They got they got devices, man. They'll just zap me, you know, and you're and all of a sudden you're. You think they'd have to recalibrate at least? Turn all the way up, guys. We got a fatty. We're trying to. No, I, I thought I thought because you're you're fighting them. No. Oh. <laughs> and then they're like accidentally zip up some candy with me, and they're like, yeah, this that's fine. Just he'll 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 like that. We'll give him a little treat. So my sequel would be kind of optimistic in a way. So mm-hmm. these aliens, they, they leave Nome. Mm-hmm. They, they try somewhere else. So they go to like the valley. So they're in California at night, they, you know, and they go to abduct somebody who's at a drive, drive-thru mm-hmm. and they abduct a guy and his Crunchwrap Supreme. <laughs> and they are blown away with the deliciousness of that. All of a sudden, they are, humans are the last thing on their mind. Right, and they are snacking out, and they are just—they're excited they, about a gordita crunch. Oh man, they are, I can't believe the layers of flavor that this shit has. I'm blown away. They don't have this in the Klaatu Nebula, and so they just start going around stealing fast food, like they're zapping yeah. food up into space, abducting food. Yeah, and it's and it, and yeah. they become gluttons for the uh, the Earth's junk food delicacies. And then they cut to like a food hypnotist, and he's cracking his knuckles. He's like, "I got this, guys. I solved this mystery." Yeah, yeah. I think it's just kind of. Fun. Is there such a thing as a food hypnotist? I bet uh, people use it to lose weight, though. Hypnotism. I know they do. Yeah, I'm talking about somebody who actually tries to uh, put food under a spell. <laughs> you know, looking at waving like a You're f- uh, dangling a pocket watch in front of a cauliflower. You're feeling very sous vide right now. I'm gonna count to five. And you're going to spin and wet. Get to 80. I think I wasted my life. What are you talking about? I try to hypnotize food. <laughs> it's all for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and then as he's dying, like a Heath bar goes, it worked. <laughs> no, he, he, he's, he, uh, he goes blind, actually. Mm-hmm. And, he, and then he, all of a sudden his senses are adjusted because you compensate. And all of a sudden he can hear... All the raisins in his house snoring. (laughs) He dies happy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, you have been given the financing for your own business associated with the fourth kind. Yeah, no, I invest in, I think this would work. I'd invest in a hypnotism uh, business where I would invite people who saw this movie and try to put them under so they forget the experience of watching the fourth kind. It's a slam, Nick. 
I've used my business as a criticism. You're throwing shade at this fourth kind. I've got a similar yeah. idea, actually. Yeah, okay. It's You know in those mall kiosks that you go into, like the hurricane booth? Yeah, of course. Yeah, like something like that. So this is the fourth kind booth. Like you go in the mall, you're like having a, you're out shopping, you're like, man, I'm fucking, I'm feeling a little tired, I'm having some issues. So you go in there, and right. our hypnotist gives you the perfect sleep. Like he, they put you under so deep. And you are thrilled. You have the best sleep of your life. In like a 15 minutes, you sleep deep dark. And you are refreshed. Refreshed. And then right. and you go out, you pay. It's very you know inexpensive. And you're like, man, I had a thank you. You did a wonderful thing. I don't understand how this ties to the movie. Because you could have just said hypnotism. And he's like, well, yeah, but we've... The 15 minutes you were under, we have absconded with your daughter. And she ain't coming back. So it's a it's like a win win like so you you you're you're completely nutrient fold sure. you're rich and the kid is MIA. This is like a little tip of the hat nod to the movie. Yeah, technically <laughs> they they put her in a compactor in in the janitor's room, but the the, the storytelling element is much more interesting if they just say they absconded with her. Sure, of yeah. course. Yeah, this isn't dark. <laughs> You know, those people, talking about somebody who's aggressive, you go to the mall, those people that have kiosks are the most ball, ballsy and aggressive people. Yeah, yeah. they have to. They have to drum up business. Right. right. Are, you, are, you, are you undernourished or tired? Do you have a daughter? Are you undernourished? Do you have tired? Do you have a daughter? I don't know why the second question is there. <laughs> anyway. they. Uh, I love how you're basically creating a more realistic plot than this film. Like that, what you're, what you're doing is... Yeah. It's somewhat believable, right? So, hey, the movie's ro- the movie's rolled, it's ended. Yeah. But lo and behold, there's a stinger at the end. Oh man, yeah, they had this movie has to have a stinger. I wonder if it did. I didn't make it through the credits. Did I, you I went it? all the way through, and no, nothing. Well, I just except, the last... for, except for what I'm about to tell you. Well, the two words at the end I thought was nice of the director. It said, "I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> Black screen. That's what your stinger um, is. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, that's what the stinger. That's what it was at the end. So go ahead. I'm sorry. You have. You said you know you have one. Well, yeah. I mean, so it's it's co- sort of a riff on mm-hmm. that um, HBO documentary. Um, not the Jackal. Um, what was it? Oh yeah, yeah. The the guy with the the guy's a murder of the rich guy. Yeah, I forgot the name of it. I don't know his name. The I know what you're talking about. So this is uh this is uh the, 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 she kept her mic on. The girl Abigail kept her mic on. And she's in the bathroom after the interview. She's like, I fucking totally slaughtered my daughter. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that does happen in that documentary. Doesn't he confess right. to the crime? Yeah. So what was it called? Oh, fuck. I loved it, too. The Jinx. The Jinx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close I didn't watch it. Yeah, it's great. I just spoiled it for you. Um, but I, I love it. She's like, she's like, man, I wiped that daughter dead. And the husband as well. They're both my murder victims. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. And then she finished, and it's like you hear her peeing during all this, too. Mm -hmm. And it's just a weird thing to talk about while you're peeing. (laughs) Well, that's the thing that's so weird about this movie is there's a mystery about what happened to the husband. He got murdered right beside her. But then they, Will Patton at the end shows her uh, photographs of the husband. He has has a gunshot that he he self-inflicted gunshot. He killed himself. Yeah. Uh, You know, it's a very strange reveal. Like, I don't get it. I thought he he got an alien stab. Yeah. And he, obviously, there's other people who are having problems, but he it sounds like he killed himself because he was so worried about alien stuff. I think the the deep story behind this movie is Gnome is super boring. Don't give people guns. Yeah, that's true. Because the quickest way out of Gnome ain't a plane. My uh, 
deleted scene is like a it's just like a musical number and it's um acapella black and white uh, the billy joel staring straight into the camera just like just so close you can see every pore in his face mm-hmm. yeah and he just starts snapping and he's like oh, 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 oh. fourth the longest kind <laughs> oh. and he giggles like that as he sings it too because he knows it's hilarious um fourth the longest kind the longest and you're better at lyrics than me so if you could come up with a little bit more i'd appreciate it were you around for kateas and khakis earlier (laughs) did you not like (laughs) fourth the longest kind i could hear it did did i do that song on this did i do that i'm sure you did what was the point i'm sure you that would be a waste of time is that that song is that what it is did you i think it might be yeah I think it was. No. Was it really? That I'm ripping you off? Um, um, look, you're not getting super laid, but you got an island. And uh, you got all sorts of debris from various films scattered on that floating monstrosity. Uh, yeah. What would you bring from the fourth kind? Oof, that's such a good question. There's so much to take from this movie. The one thing I want to take, I can't. What? Ashley, she's already been took. Yeah, that's true. They got her. I wanted to help her, like get her to freedom and keep her safe on my yeah. island where it's perfectly safe. You should be dreaming about that spaceship if she hit your <laughs> island. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go the other way. I'm taking that cute ass mm-hmm. owl. I have that owl on my on my island, just standing outside, peeping things, mm-hmm. like c- completely talking to me. That's gonna be my little. He's gonna be my 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 little partner. That guy's going to be, where, wherever you find me, yeah. I guarantee that he's on a branch nearby, contributing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Is he? Yeah. That barn owl? And the great thing is, also doubles as surveillance with that rotating head. So, if the, yeah. yeah, it's like, all right, look, I'm going to call him Gahul. Gahul, keep your peepers open, because these dirty yeah. minutes ain't going to... You're saying that you're gonna make him watch you? Uh, oh, he's keeping lookout. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so no one will walk in on yeah, you. Yeah, nobody walking in. On, yeah, nobody's coming in there and ruining mm, things. Well, yeah. Well, one person <laughs> is coming in there ruining things. <laughs> so I would take the wheelchair reveal. <laughs> the reveal. And the reveal. Okay. And, you know, it comes with the wheelchair, obviously. So I'd be walking on my island and I'd see like a potted plant that I was like, what the. What, is that plant taller? And I'd round the corner and I'd, it was it's propped up on a wheelchair. And so that's the wheelchair reveal would just be, you know, every day it would reset. And <laughs> I would be surprised that some object on my island was atop a wheelchair. Okay. Just like in the movie. When he tries to show you that yeah. Abigail Tyler has been grievously injured and now she's in a wheelchair. Right. It's a big reveal. They pull back yeah. and they show it to you like, oh. <gasps> She hurt herself during hypnotism. <laughs> That's what I would do. See, I take the I take the wheelchair. I misinterpreted over. that whole thing. I misinterpreted that scene because I thought it was I thought it was a happy ending because I was thinking they're telling she didn't get hurt enough. <laughs> it was a happy ending because it does end. <laughs> it wasn't. I wasn't happy when I I did rent it for three ninety nine. It's on Voodoo, by the way. What the I think fuck you can is get it on Voodoo? iTunes as well. Voodoo is a streaming service. You never use it. Never heard of it. I rented it on iTunes. Oh, is that V U D U? Yeah. Okay, so maybe I, 
I do know what you What do you think it's I was just thinking, was I was just thinking of the, the word voodoo. Yeah, you you're just thinking it was pronounced V U D U? No, I never thought about it, but when I think mm-hmm. I, when I see the word voodoo, I know that something's stupid. Yeah. Like if I you see got movies on there. like those potato chips, you know. Voodoo ain't a flavor, bitch. That's true, voodoo. Yeah, that's right. I, I, it's mysterious a little bit, I guess, that that flavor is. So that's the fourth kind. Nick, do you feel good about the choice to, to do this one on the on the scope? I'm feeling good about it. Okay. <laughs> we wa- Yeah, I watched it. Watched it. You have to do every movie at some point. Yeah, so. I know. I'm glad we got this one behind us. Yeah. It paves the way. I just hate the idea. What is that sound? It's like... Mitching. Well... Believe me, I got some editing ahead of me because there's a lot of that stuff. Seriously, oh my God. why is the mic that good? I think it would be so funny if I mean it wouldn't be funny if one of it. It wouldn't be funny if one of us passed, but it'd be funny if somebody came across the crime scene and they're and they're trying to find out probable cause and they see my notebook wide open with notes from the fourth kind. <laughs> Quickest investigation in history. Suicide. They decide within an hour. Is that what you're saying? No, they, they, I don't, I don't even know if it counts as suicide. It's some other thing. It's like, it's sort of like the name of the movie. Like, there's like three mm. causes of death: murder, suicide, natural causes. This is the fourth kind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A horrible shit taken onto you. <laughs>